Good morning, Carolina family. My name is Minister Nicole McDaniel, and I have the honor of serving as the minister of For Chosen, our youth and young adult ministry here. Thank you for joining us online this morning. And today I will be speaking to you on the subject of expectation, examination, and exclamation. I'll be reading from Mark chapter 11, verses 12 through 14. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. The next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. Mark chapter 11 begins with Jesus' entry into Jerusalem during Passover. He rode into the city of Jerusalem on the back of a young donkey. He was met with praise and adoration as the people spread their clothes and palm branches on the ground for him to walk on. After Jesus arrived in the city, he goes into the temple and observes what is going on. It doesn't say that he did anything. It only says that he observed. And then when it gets late, he leaves the city and returns to Bethany where he was the day before with his disciples. The next morning, they were leaving Bethany to go back into Jerusalem. And here's where we begin our text. It says Jesus was hungry and he saw a fig tree a little way off. The, te the text says that it was a fig tree in full leaf. So Jesus went to see if he could find any figs. But upon closer examination, Jesus finds that there are no figs. And the text states that it was because it was too early in the season for figs. At this point, Jesus does something that seems unreasonable and just a little bit petty. He curses the fig tree saying that no one will ever eat its fruit again. And I mean, to me, that seemed a little extreme. I mean, it's just a tree, Jesus. And it wasn't in season for fruit anyway. So I'm like, you know, uh, why you have to go off and start cursing trees? Um, and I was really asking this when I first read the text. Um, but of course, we know that Jesus never does things just to do them. It is important to know two things about this fig tree in the text in verse 13. We already know that the text says it was too early in the season for fruit. But right before that, it says the fig tree was in full leaf. This statement is significant. And let me tell you why. Fig trees produce fruit before their leaves appear. So if a fig tree is in full leaf or full leaves or full of leaves, there must be fruit on that tree because the fruit comes before the leaves. This is so important to the story and key to understanding why the tree was cursed. Over the course of his teaching, Jesus has spoken about the importance of being fruitful and bearing the right kind of fruit. The importance of staying connected to the true vine, speaking of himself, so that we could bear fruit and continue to bear fruit as stated in John chapter 15. Or when he said in Matthew seven, that the good tree bearing good fruit and the bad tree bearing bad fruit. But now Jesus said, come upon a tree that based on its appearance should have had fruit to eat, but it didn't. He had come upon a tree that was fruitless. The crucial part of the tree, the reason for its existence was to bear fruit, fruit that a person could eat. If this tree was all leaves and no fruit, not only was the tree useless, but it was false advertising. This is the reason that Jesus cursed the tree. He didn't curse it because it was not bearing fruit. He cursed it because it gave the expectation or the promise of fruit. But when it was examined, it did not provide what was expected. And because it was not producing what it was expected to produce, Jesus cursed it. 
This fig tree was a representation of the spiritual condition of Israel. The religious leaders all had the appearance of holiness, but it was all showing no substance. This fig tree also represents the spiritual condition of the church today. It's rough out here right now for the church. The church seems to be promoting division and exclusivity when it should be welcoming. Christians are condemning other Christians because of the political parties that they represent. The church is more interested in controlling a person's choice than social justice. Almost every TV show that portrays Christianity always sheds light on the holy person who always turns out to be the most corrupt character on the show. I know you all know what I'm talking about. This is how we as the body of Christ are seen. But we know that the church is not a building and that we are the body. So ultimately we are responsible. We come here today and we praise and we can't pray. We shout, but we cannot serve. We speak in tongues, but we can't speak to one another. We lift our hands and worship, but we make others feel unwelcome. We can work for the church, but we can't take time to study God's word. The pastor can preach change and change until he is blue in the face and we still leave the exact same way that we came in. We must do our own self-assessment. We can talk about what's wrong with the church all day, but we can't make an impact if we don't begin to ask the question, what is wrong with me? Change starts with us. Let us address our own spiritual fruitlessness that has contributed to the spiritual fruitlessness of the body as a whole. Do you have leaves but no fruit? Ask yourself, is it me? This brings me to my first point, the expectation. What this scripture shows us is that the same expectation of fruit that Jesus had for that fig tree is the expectation that he has for us. We as individual members in the body of Christ are expected to bear fruit. In John 15, 16, Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. We have been chosen and appointed by God to bear fruit. The fruit is what sets us apart from the rest of the world. When we are fruitful, ministry thrives. When we are fruitful, souls are saved. When we are fruitful, God is glorified. It is an expectation. If we say we love God, there is an expectation that our lives will bear fruit evident to that statement. We are in a generation now where you can't just say, do as I say and not as I do. That is not working anymore. If you say you are going to serve God, you have to serve God, even when it's inconvenient because you are expected to bear that fruit. The tree gave promise of fruit, so Jesus had an expectation. So because he had an expectation, he then examined it. This brings me to my second point, the examination. With expectation comes examination. If Jesus didn't expect fruit to be on that tree, he would not have gone closer for, for further examination. Upon examination of the tree, Jesus found that the tree was fruitless. Not only was this tree fruitless, but it had the nerve to be dressed as if it had fruit. This is nonsense. A fig tree with full leaves and no fruit. It would be nonsense for sugar not to be sweet. It's nonsense for water not to be wet. It is nonsense for salt to have no taste. It is nonsense for fire to have no heat. It is also nonsense for those who claim to be followers of Christ to bear no fruit. 
Pastor shared a video with me this morning, um, and it's, I don't really remember um, much about Sesame Street, and I'm not really a Sesame Street fan, but it's a popular children's show. It's been out for like a, like a long time. But anyway, uh, there's a popular character on the show whose name is Rosita. And a person playing her character was present at a parade at Sesame Place in Philly. Like this video's gone viral. I'm not sure how many have seen it, but the character was giving out high fives and hugs to all the children that were around. Um, however, when approached by two young African-American children, the character said no when the ch children tried to reach out and give the character a high five. And then that person went around and started hugging other white children and high-fiving other white children. This is a character on a children's show um, that these kids watch on a regular. The expectation of these children was that this lovable character would high-five them and show them love just as they had done all the other children. But upon further examination, this character was not who, who it appeared to be. The person inside that suit could not live up to the expectation of the beloved character, Rosita. How this situation must have hurt these children, their parents, and those who have been watching the video. This person was not what they promised to be. This is the very thing that we cannot do as believers. We don't want to have promise, but no performance. Have you all ever heard the saying, the proof is in the pudding? The terminology means that real value of something can only be determined by putting it to the test, promises and appearances aside. In other words, it's not enough to just talk the talk and not walk the walk, because your talk will be tested. There will be an examination, and if we are found fruitless, there will be judgment. This brings me to my third point, the exclamation. Jesus had an expectation that this fig tree had fruit because it was full of leaves. After examining it, he made an exclamation. Another word for exclamation is to declare, proclaim, or profess. In verse 14, Jesus exclaims, may no one ever eat your fruit again. This was a declaration, a proclamation, and a confirmation to the eternal state of the tree. Not only would this tree not produce now, but it would never produce. If we read verse 20 in Mark 11, we see the fate of this fig tree. Verse 20 says, the next morning, as they, talking about the disciples, passed by the fig tree he had cursed. Now remember, they had heard him curse this tree the day before. The disciples noticed that it had withered from the root up. What Jesus did was reveal the true nature of the tree. He just exclaimed the condition that the tree was already in. If God were to examine us right now, would he find fruit or would he have to call us out for being fruitless? It does not matter what I think, but it does matter what God thinks. If he gives confirmation that you are fruitless, you will be judged accordingly. Because this tree did not bear fruit, the fruit that it was expected to have, Jesus uncovered it and sealed its fate. Scripture is clear about what happens to trees that do not bear fruit. Matthew chapter 7, 19 states, so every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. John chapter 15, verse 6 states, anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered in a pile to be burned.
The cursing of the fig tree was the only destructive miracle performed by Jesus. I want to note that this miracle was performed on a tree and not a human. Jesus did this deliberately to remind us that fruitlessness will be judged. To warn us against having the same fate as this tree. We will be judged on whether we have been fruitful or fruitless. So how do we prevent ourselves from spiritual barrenness? How can we begin to bear the fruit that God expects us to bear so that when we are examined, we are not found fruitless, but fruitful? It begins with the relationship. John chapter 15, verse five says, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. It starts with relationship. We have to cultivate a real relationship with God. It's time to stop wasting time. It's time to get off of TikTok, get off of Instagram and Facebook. It's time to put our phones down, turn off the TV, open our Bibles and give the Lord time, the time that he deserves. We need to pray and then listen. We have to stay connected to the vine. That is the only way that we are going to produce.